Alright, I hit the record button. And then what do we do? It's been a month. I don't remember how to record. We talk about Ultraman. Who talks about Ultraman? We do. That's the whole point of the show, Gar. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I've been losing track of the days. They just all mushed together. I honestly don't remember how to do anything anymore. Do you feel like you're in that, that space prison that Delisle was kept in? Except I'm not stuck in a wall. That, or, well, technically the prison was built around him. So he was the centerpiece of the prison. So how did the prison not fall apart? I'm not here with you. You're in here with me. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, that roll call. Schwat. Everyone's and welcome to Ultra Ranger, the podcast where we talk about Ultraman's past, present, future, Godzilla, and all kaiju in between. I am your host, Ultraman Gar. I'm your co-host, Ultraman Lane. I didn't mean to say the roll call because I don't have a roll call anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's just a visual opening. And then it just goes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so yeah, we're back. Hi. Yeah, after we we, we decided to take a one month hiatus. Well, not hiatus break. Yeah, because you wanted to get your class done, which you got done. Which is done. I'm back at work, and it's been tiring, but I'm happy to have a purpose in life again. Well, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed the last two episodes that have been released in the last uh, week and a half. Yeah, we've been catching up with Ultraman Z, and whoo! Well, well, we haven't been catching up with Ultraman Z. We've been watching Ultraman Z. That's what lots of mean. It's good stuff. Oh. Like, oh. this is what Taiga should have been. <laughs> this is what Taiga wishes he was. The new gen- Just depicts the, you know, the, the school book. Taiga, a new generation hero. Ultraman Z, the cooler new generation hero. Yep. Alrighty, so yes, today we are talking about Ultra 7, Episode 3, Ultraman Towards the Future, Episode 3, and Episode 4 of Ultraman Dyna. Not in that order, though. It's 7 Dyna, then Towards the Future. Great. It's Towards the Future. No, we just can call him Ultraman Great. It's so much easier. I am calling it he's not by called, its title. He's, he's not called Ultraman Towards the Future. He's called Ultraman Great. Oh, Fun fact about that. So, I actually asked around as to why his name is Ultraman Great. Why is his name Ultraman Great? You ready to hear this? Yes. Better be sitting down for this. It's going to blow your mind. I'm lying down. He's named after the Great Mariner Bay. Okay. Yeah, because Australia... <laughs> At this point, you might as well have called him Ultraman Sydney. Ultraman. Good day. <laughs> Ultraman, good day. Great. Oh, isn't that great? Uh, so this, uh, I learned this information 
thanks to uh, my friend Tri Blast's uh, article of the Ultraman Greats production history. Okay. So, uh, his link will be in the description below in the YouTube this YouTube description. Uh, check it out. He like there are some great production histories like Max's, uh, the Return of Ultraman. That was a really good one. Uh, Tiga, Nexus, Ginga S, Ginga. Like these these go really in depth. Like to the point of like from the start of how we got from like where do we go from there. To, like, how it was critically, like, basically the aftermath. Like, how how was Max handled? How was Nexus's weird history? Maybe it's I haven't read yet, nor have I read Ultra 7s. Alright. Boop. I don't remember what happened. But, uh, we got some news. Yeah. It's not like we just did entire episode news. I know. Yeah, but after a month, fucking shit builds up. I know. Like, it, it built up, but not to last up. I just burped, sorry. Uh, it has built up, but not to that much of a degree. So, our first news story. Uh, this is a bit dated now, but it's still on Twitter. Uh, there was a fan-made Ultraman festival that was held on Twitter uh, that was in July. Uh, some of my friends in the Ultraman Discord that I'm a part of actually helped out with this by actually creating a mascot. An Ultraman named Asahan. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not pronou- Hopefully I'm pronouncing that name right. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, they uh, like there were some guidelines like, don't use the hashtag for advertising or selling your own merchandise. Uh, be curious to others. Good courteous. Sorry, courteous to others. And you know, be happy with everyone. Love Ultraman. Yeah, love Ultraman. Yeah, so the Twitter page is still up. It ran from July 9th to July seventeenth, so it was like a week. You know, there were some questions, like, what do you think, like, what's your favorite memory, uh, favorite music, and all that. It was great. Hmm. That's really cute. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) radio silence. Alright, so, on to our next news story. So, Subarai Productions has won the lawsuit against Blue Arc for using Ultraman in their Dragon Force movies. Well, so... Well, buy fake Ultraman. Yep. We need to find this movie. It. I found it. It's just, it's not subbed. You should get, you should get that guy you asked to sub something for you to sub it. So, Blue Arc... Uh, Blue Arc has... According to the Shanghai court... Blue Ark owed court or owed damages of thirty-eight bi- million yen, Ooh. which, which isn't that much because apparently in American dollars that's only three. Three hundred fifty-four thousand. That's still a lot of money. Yeah, three hundred fifty-four thousand nine hundred yen. So that that's probably they're gonna use that for like 
Zed budget. Hey, Zed. It's like, hey, Zed, here's more money. Make the show better. <laughs> just like this, like there's no such thing as suit actors. It's actual Ultraman. Just Zed's on set, like training or something. Superman comes up. Hey, Zed, here's an extra 50. Go get yourself a new form. Oh, thank you, Mr. Subarai. Oh, I got to. <laughs> All right. Uh, filed the lawsuit back in October of 2017 before Blue Arcs filmed open in that same month. Uh, Subarai claimed that the movie was made and advertised without permission from Japanese rights holder and sought to stop the film's screening via legal action. Blue Ark went ahead with the film screening and Subarai then withdrew the lawsuit before filming a new one in February of 2018. In the new lawsuit, it claimed that the film's production, advertising, and screening was a copyright infringement of the Ultraman property. Uh, so they got rid of their former lawsuit, waited till they actually got the international rights again, and then were like, yeah, we own this, so no. <laughs> That's funny. Who knows? Maybe that led to it. Probably. Like, this was like, no, you can't do this. It's like, oh, we got permission from Chayo. Chayo doesn't own it. We do. Yeah, we do. Fuck off. Uh, Chayo owns the international. <laughs> Now we do. Mm-hmm. To think, if Ray Player One was made now, Ultraman would be there kicking Metal Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla. Exactly. That's why I wish they waited a bit longer to make the Ready Player One movie. Well, there's always Ready Player Two, which is actually happening. Uh, Ready Player Two is coming out in November of this year. You're excited, huh? Oh, I am. I'm on board with getting myself a first release copy of that book. Yeah, uh, oh, congratulations. So long, Ultraman. <laughs> or Blue Arc Ultraman. Yes. So, uh, there is a musician and composer named Dave Rod... Rodinger? Dave Rogers. But there's a D in there. Yeah, Rogers. Rodgers. Uh, you, Rod- you, just, you just pronounce it like Rogers. Oh, okay. So, D silent. Hopefully. Yeah, so this guy did, like, initial D music and stuff like that. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember, remember Ichi listened to this and he was like, oh, it sounds like this song from Initial D. And um, you were like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, so he did a, did a cover of the English version of the Tiki theme, Take Me Higher. It's yeah. pretty good. It's on YouTube. Yep. And it's probably not even... Uh, I haven't actually looked at the official subtitled version of the opening to see if it actually matches. Who knows? Well, it's, it's weird, because sometimes they have to change the lyrics uh, for stuff uh, from, like, Japanese to English, because there's a song that I uh, that I have. It's a remix of, a, of a, a Japanese song from an anime, and literally they translated it into English word for word. It made no fucking sense. Like, one of the lines in the song is, like, I never thought that Edison was a really smart guy. Like, that's, like, an actual, like, translation from the song. It's fucking so weird. But it's a, it's a catchy tune. What? Ultraman Tiga. I, I knew it was... I knew four kids did a dub with Tiga, but according to this news article, it was due to low ratings that only half the show was dubbed. Really? It was just low ratings? Uh, no one gave, no one gave a shit. That too, because even the writing staff had a problem. They were it's like, let's make it funny. No, we should be respectful and make it more like the source material. 
Yeah, let's make it fun. Daigo, you can swim, right? Yeah, so, no, this, like, you, you, you wonder why we haven't seen any more Ultraman in the West in a long time? That's why. Because they try, we tried it, didn't work out. Could have gotten powered, didn't do well in Japan, and then they couldn't afford to fucking bring it out to the West. Oh yeah, because we had to pay all, because the show went over budget, and we had to still pay all the actors and the, and, and the workers on that show to air it. Yep. We don't have the royalty money. So yeah, be thankful that we actually got fucking, uh, we got this. Tiga. Yeah, Tiga. Can and the Ultraman anime. Yeah, and the Ultraman anime. So on YouTube, on Toho's official YouTube channel, uh, a new web series is announced called Tadamai Chibi Godzilla, which is based on the Chibi Godzilla that's been that's been uh, a part of the franchise for I want to say three years now. Okay, it's like it's like baby's first Godzilla. In a sense. Like, if you want a baby to get into Godzilla, there you go. Adorable. And there's Rodan, who's orange. Mothra and Ghidorah. Yeah, there's Mothra and Ghidorah, just over there. I love, their, I love that they're just the four staple kaijus in, in Godzilla. Angerus, who's that? Yeah, no, fuck Angerus. Angerus sucks. <laughs> Where's Hedera? Who? I miss Hedera. Uh, go... Listen to the or go find out about the hetero sequel that was supposed to happen. Yeah, apparently the creator of God or the director of Godzilla vs. Hetero really wanted to make a standalone hetero movie. That would have been awesome. Would have involved the rainforest. Those don't know. Hetero was kaiju in Godzilla who was made by us. We, we made him because we dumped all this garbage and pollution and toxic waste and. It just morphed into a giant fucking monster, killed a cat. No, the cat was alright. Yeah. It was just covered in sludge. Yeah, and then... We fought, we fought it on Mount Fuji. Yeah. Because we were like, yeah, let's party on Mount Fuji! Yeah. Here comes Hedera, and we just started throwing trash at it. Yeah, we're going to talk about that movie someday. Oh, yeah. It's fucking good. One day. It's my favorite, it's my favorite show with Godzilla phone. Alrighty, uh, speaking of Godzilla... <laughs> We have some more Godzilla shirts. Oh my god! Actually, it's cool because I remember we were complaining in the news episode. You hate when like it's kind of like oh, like, the whole shirt. It, it's is just the like box. Yeah, yeah, it's just the box in like poster yeah. on the shirt. Oh no, he's missing an eye. Oh no, his, his eye is just silhouetted. <laughs> All right, so uh, so Studio Six Nine Six has done a collaboration with Toho to do some Godzilla shirts. Based on the 1984 Godzilla. Man, they really like that movie, don't they? I mean, it was good. It was good. It, like, the, the practical effects were really awesome. And apparently there's a second shirt called the Gods, uh, the Versus Godzilla Collective Pattern. Hmm. Uh, all these t-shirts are made of 100% cotton and come in the sizes of small to X... 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 Yeah, extra large. Well, it's XXL. Okay. Uh, these t-shirts will be going for 3,630 yen each. And uh, the pre-orders are now or over. Yep. They've been over for almost a month. Oops. 
The versus ones. Oh, I get it. Mothra, Batra. It's all the Heisei villains. Yeah. Because you got Biollante, King Ghidorah, the Destroyer. Space Godzilla. Space Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. And Batra. And Batra. I like Batra. Not the other one. Mega Gears. Yeah, Mega Gears sucked. Don't go. Don't watch Mega Gears. No, I like the King of the Monsters one more. So, we are still bummed out that Godzilla vs. Kong has been delayed to next year. But apparently Playmates didn't get the info for that, and a bunch of the toys have been being released out, out, in, the, out in the wild, in which some scalpers have been overcharging them on Amazon mm. for like three times as much, which isn't cool. But apparently on the back of the on the back of the toys, there's this piece of artwork that includes Godzilla versus Kong. Like, it looks like a shot from the movie where it's both of them on a... On, on an I, aircraft carrier. Yeah, I was about to call it a helicarrier. Yeah, aircraft carrier, yeah. which I'm surprised... Or actually... I don't know. It's, no, I think it's just an airfield. I want to say it's an airfield, too, because, like... Because, you know what, a boat would not be able to fucking handle, keep two of those guys afloat. Because, like, Godzilla's already massive enough in King Kong. He's not as big as Godzilla, but he's still a bulky boy. He's a giant fucking gorilla, so... He's now grew to Godzilla's height. I mean, last we saw him was in the 70s, so... It's been 40 years. He grew. Yeah. And he's probably even grumpier than before. Because remember, like, in Kong, he was pissed off. Like, super agitated. Super irritated. So now he's just... But I know! The whole plot of this movie is just gonna be every other kaiju's bent to fucking Godzilla as the king, and then Kong's the only one who's just like, no, fuck you. Why should I listen to you? I'm... I live on my own island where no one bothers me. I don't bother anyone else. Fuck off. And then Godzilla's just like... Uh, yeah, no. Oh, yes. Now I remember you. It was 1962. I bumped into you. And I'm going to say the same thing that you said to me back back 10 years ago. Fuck off. Name that reference. Days of Future Past. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, come on. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an incredible shot. It looks like... Looks like a fan art, but you better, it's like, just, you better get Kong stuff in your tree down his throat. No, they, he, you have to do he's, that. He's got, according to the toy line, he has like an axe, like a tomahawk, with one of Godzilla's dors, dorsal fins as the axe. That's so cool. And it's like, will that be in the movie? Who knows? But that's kind of awesome. Alrighty. Uh, some more Godzilla stuff. Uh, the Godzilla hit the Godzilla logo will be added to the acrylic logo uh, toy line. Or, well, it's not toy line, but you understand. It's just it's the Godzilla logo in the acrylic thing that Common Riders logos have been doing. I like how it's in black and white. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes, update. Gar did get me that Godzilla figure from NECA, and it's fucking awesome. Oh yeah. 
I forgot I mentioned that. That's great. Wait, did you listen to that episode today? Yeah, I was listening to it when I was putting away um, I was, I was putting away stuff at work. Oh. Gar, do you listen to the episode? Oh, yeah, I edit the episode. So, uh, this acrylic logo will be going for 1,320 yen, and pre-orders are ending on August 16th. Hey, Lynn, you want to talk about this one? Yeah, so Premium Bandai announces Kaiju Extra Land Jet Jaguar Punch, Punch, Punch set. Punch, Punch, Punch! Uh, I guess so. Uh, yeah, so we're getting a figure of Jet Jaguar. Yeah, we're getting a new vinyl figure of Jet Jaguar. Where's the figure? Where's our figure of Jet Jaguar? Oh, I think this may be, like, no, posable. It's because... a, no, it's, it's, it comes with different arms. Oh. Yeah. Because you can tell there's no joints. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. So it's just a vile figure where you can pose him in different poses and him flying with his weird fucking forms. Because remember, he can shrink. Yeah, he can shrink and oh. he can grow. Yeah, he grows, but he also, but like, I think his best attack involves him like shrinking down to human size and then like flying and zipping around fast. Because yeah, he's in the PS4 Godzilla game. Yeah, and I just have to unlock him. Wait, 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 where's Where's Jet Jaguar been, man? It's like it's like a Toho's like not acknowledging him. I feel like they'll bring him back once Toho gets the rights back. So once because like they want to make their own little monster burst thing, so I feel like they'll do something involving Jet Jaguar. Holy shit! The standing pose figure measures at two hundred millimeters, which is twenty centimeters tall. Uh, it's made from PVC and ABS. Oh, okay. It's like 7.8 inches. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like probably like... The size of our mic. Mm, no. Just slightly smaller. Yeah. I'd say it's the same size as that blue Centurion figure that I bought. Oh, the 1997 yeah. Power Rangers Turbo one? Yeah, I bought that fucking mint in box for like $70. And then I saw four other people selling it for like 200 to $300. It's just a doll. Just a stupid plastic doll. It's like, I honestly think we as Ultraman fans are, like, we get it off easy when it comes to Ultraman figure arts, because most of them are retail, and like, only a handful of them are premium Bandai, but they don't go over a hundred dollars. Yeah. I try to find a Renewal Common Rider Kuga figure art. I cannot find one for under... $200. I'm like, there's no way a figure art should cost that much money. Orb Dark was expensive, though. He was like $140. Yeah, he was a Tomashi Web exclusive. Tomashi Nate, like, event exclusive. That's still a good price. Yeah. Juggler is going for 200 Well, maybe he'll get a reissue, because he's in the uh, show now. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I mean, no, he's, not in the show. No, he's not. Definitely not. Juggler's totally not in the show. Juggler's not in it. Anyways, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad, see, I'm glad that they're still acknowledging Jet Jaguars exists, so that's good. Yeah. Anyways, if this figure wasn't fucking $250, I'd, I'd want it. $19,000 yen! That's like over $200. For a fucking seven-inch vinyl figure. For a Christmas release. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, it's Godzilla vs. Megalon was a weird movie. It's about like underground subterranean people, and they were pissed off at the Earth, so they sent Megalon to go fuck them up. That movie was famous for two things. One or three things. One, Jet Jaguar's design was made from a kid in a contest. Number two, the movie was just going to be about Jet Jaguar and Megalon, but then Toho realized, or then Toho kind of considered, if we put Godzilla in the movie, it'll make more money. And number three, and Lynn, you're probably going to be shocked about this, this movie was filmed in three, three weeks. Really? Three weeks. Wow. I was about to say three days, I'm like, no. That's I swear right. there was a lot of kidnapping. There's a lot of kidnapping. <laughs> so kidnapping. Well, because I remember, like, the, these two guys went to, went in there, went to the, the house of, like, the laboratory where Jet Jaguar was made, and they just kidnapped the kid. And then they were on a chase, and then they summoned Jet Jaguar. He has an awesome theme song. Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar. Anyways, yeah, we love Jet Jaguar. Yeah. We but... want we want a figgy art, and we want a new movie. Or at least a miniseries. Or team or up with Ultraman. Team up with Zone Fighter. Fucking Ultraman X Jet Jaguar. No, Jet Jaguar X Zone Fighter. Sure. Both owned by Toho. Zone Fighter! That was the other Toku I was thinking of. Oh. Yeah, because like I was asking you, I was like, no, what's what's the thing you've been talking about? And you were like, I think it was this. Like, Guy Fred? And I was like, no, 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 no. Something else. Zone Fighter. That was it. That was the other thing. Yeah, I have it down like someone fan-subbed it, and now I'm upset because I found out the show got cancelled, so it doesn't have a proper ending. Not me! I got cancelled! I feel sorry for you, Zone Fighter. You didn't deserve it. At least you got Guy for Yeah. <laughs> it's like Greencaster was like, oh, on my show I want to talk about Gridman. I'm like, we, we, we did it. Yeah, we talked about Gridman. Talk about Super Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Oh my god. When that gets a re-release from Mill Creek, I am buying it. I want to get Gridman on Blu-ray. <gasps> Pain Panda announces Toe 30 centimeter series Mechagodzilla 1975 Space Beam version figure. <gasps> so it's Mechagodzilla 2. Oh. From the from Terror of Mechagodzilla. Oh. Because it's that's the, that's the bad move, Mechagodzilla movie. Yeah. Because we watched it, Mechagodzilla himself was fucking dope in the movie, but it just wasn't a good movie. <laughs> yeah, Mechagodzilla. All right, love Mechagodzilla. I do. I I just realized something. It's an eleven inch figure. I just realized something. Look at his tail. Yeah, it's uh, you can see the end of the tails on top of it. Yeah, but that's weird. I feel I feel like you can attach it and you can attach the tail, but um, as everyone knows, Mechagodzilla is my favorite thing in Godzilla period because look at him—it's it's a robot version of Godzilla. What what more do you want? Oh no, never mind. It's just he, yeah, he just doesn't have an end of his tail. Yeah. I think it's I think it's because it's like a rocket booster. Maybe if I remember. If I was more into, like, kaiju movies and stuff like that, like, I'd definitely be, I'd want to be, like, the Mechagodzilla guy. Just, like, review only mechanized kaiju. Here's a fun fact about Mechagodzilla's, uh, from the Showa era. Apparently, to this day, it is the only suit from the Showa era that's actually survived. Yeah. Because it's probably made out of, like, 
harder shit. You know what? I'd like to see that now. Mechagodzilla versus Savenger, Wyndham, and King Joe. And also, we, we talk, we're not going to talk about it right now, but Gar told me some Zed rumors. Yeah. And two, one thing I got extremely excited for. <laughs> Let's hope they're real. Oh, no. If that thing you told me in that list is real, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Well, if it doesn't happen, I'll write it down and we'll talk about yeah. it when it act, if it that does happen. That sounds fucking dope. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, uh, twenty. Like, look, look at that. Yeah, even like so the, cool. Yeah, uh, this figure will be coming out in December as well for twenty four thousand two hundred yen. You know what? I'd buy the original Mechagodzilla, like as a monster art figure. Yeah, two hundred dollars. Goddamn. Um, and you know what I would do with this one? Mm -hmm. I'd pop its head off. Cause there is, cause in the second movie, he he lost. Uh, Godzilla ripped his head off, and then he was able to operate without his head. I don't think this one is able to pop its head off. No, probably not. Like it's supposed to be like a statue. Yeah, but I, I just like that's how I would do this version of God, Mecha Godzilla. I'd, I'd, I'd take his head off. <laughs> you can spin it. <laughs> the one Mecha Godzilla I was super disappointed was the one from Monster Planet. Monster Planet was already a big disappointment. Godzilla Earth was the only good thing from that movie. Oh yeah, I forgot I gave you my Godzilla Earth final. Yes, you did give me your Godzilla Earth final, which I was very appreciative of, because that's my, like, second favorite Godzilla design. I guess in 2014 is your favorite? Uh, 1964, mm -hmm. Earth 2014. Because I just, like I said... Oh my god, so Brian Van Dyne announces UA Monsters Burning Godzilla 2019. So, yeah, King of the Monsters Burning Godzilla. All I'll say is, if you've already seen this movie, then you will agree with me that when he went Burning Godzilla in that movie, god damn did he fucking wreck shit. He didn't even, like, do his atomic breath, he just fucking radiated a giant nuclear explosion, and that did it. That fucking destroyed Ghidorah. Yeah, that had Mothra. <laughs> Well, yeah, but that's how Mother always dies. She dies fucking being engulfed in flames. Anyways, 36,300 yen uh, scheduled for December. It lights up. It's funny, I went to EB Games and they had the NECA version of this. I saw that. <laughs> so, uh, since Comic-Con <laughs> Comic isn't happening this year, a lot of exclusives uh, have been kind of pushed to like different sites. No! So we have. No! You can't make a figure like this! There has never been a version of Godzilla where he's just been all blue! That's stupid! I fucking hate these stupid, like, solid color variants of figures. It's stupid. Ultraman is an exception because vinyls are fucking cool. But this is a waste of money! Why would you buy this? Anyways, it's a Monster Arts of Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. It's all blue. Apparently the official name <laughs> is SH Monster Arts Godzilla 2019 Event Exclusive. Color Edition. No! No! That's stupid. Ugh. 
That's stupid. He is high. <laughs> he's never posed like that, ever! Yeah, skating. Yeah, he looks like he's skating. Well, why do you fight? Because I can't dance and sing. <laughs> Name that movie reference. <coughs> Name that movie reference. I don't know. It's from Rocky. Oh, okay. And they're at the skating rink. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since uh, I watched Rocky. Just Rocky's jogging along the skating rink. While only, I only watched Rocky 3 and Rocky Balboa. So those are my two favorite movies. Uh, no, this is stupid. This is fucking stupid. I hate this. What a waste of plastic and money. Could have made fucking Henry. Could have made Jet Jaguar. Well, that takes that takes money to make a new sculpt. Then you know what? Melt the plastic of all these Godzilla figures and make Jet Jaguar. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm actually I'm legit ups, upset and mad about at this. Such a waste of money. Moving on. God damn it. Alright, Pete and Bandai announces SH Monster Arts Godzilla 2001 Rain Heat. See? That's good! That's a good version of him! Look at that! Because it looks like he's charging up his atomic blast. It's actually fucking cool. So, yeah, uh, this guy. Oh, blue. <laughs> fucking blue! It's fucking blue! Make me pay $200 for fucking blue! That's an angry joke. The SH monster of this Godzilla is based on the the Godzilla design from Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, all that attack. Just, just call it GMK. GMK, yeah. <laughs> It'll go for nine thousand nine hundred yen. Scheduled to come out in November. It looks cool. I always thought two thousand one Godzilla looked so weird. Because he's meant to be like made of the dead souls from the war. Coming back for revenge. Oh my god. That's why right, I, wasn't it? <laughs> that's why he doesn't have pupils. Oh right, and then the Mecha Godzilla was like made from like the bones of Godzilla, and then like Godzilla actually possessed the body and was just like Aah! or like no, it was Godzilla's like instincts in the bones that caused Mecha Godzilla to just go yeah. fucking rampant. Yeah, because the current Mecha Godzilla roar and it woke up the dead soul in the bones. <laughs> It sounds stupid, but it, it was fucking awesome. Like, I don't care. <coughs> oh my god, okay. Oh. SH the rest of this is mostly just figure news. So, now we have special color version of Bailante. In the SH Monster Arts line. It's a pretty big figure. Good, good for it. <laughs> good job, Violante. I didn't like you that much. Uh, this will be going for 30,800 yen. Fucking hell. Monster Arts go for a lot of money. No, but, like, compared to Godzilla, I wish they actually had a picture of, God's, of like, a Godzilla Monster Arts in here. Just compared, I guess, I guess they, don't, they never made a version of him from Violante. So. I think they did. Oh. Anyways, that's cool, because the second version of him was way better than the first version, because it was just a plant, and then Godzilla just atomic breathed it, and then it died. Uh, but at least that, that... See, when I think of Biollante, when someone tells me, oh, it's, it's supposed to be Godzilla, but a plant, that's what I expect to see, not the first thing we got. Or the rose? Yeah, that was dumb. And then we got that, and I was like, okay, it was better. And then they referenced Batman for some reason. <laughs> Batman's You're a like, Then <laughs> that guy stepped on that electric mine and fucking disintegrated. Tick, tick, boom. Uh, good spy movie. Yeah. 
I even like it's like oh no Godzilla came out of the volcano. Where where are the guys doing? They're just chilling on the tra- They're just chilling on the trailer of the truck. Being like, what are we supposed to do? There's nothing to do. It's Godzilla. Superman Bandai announces acrylic logo displays for Ultraman, SSSSP, Ultra Seven, and Ultra Guard. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. You should get that. You should get the uh, Ultraman logo for your Ultraman. Movie. I should. You don't have Ultra Seven yet, do you? Not yet. I'm debating on it. I think you should at least own the Ultra Brothers. Oh yeah, it, with during the month that we've been gone, we uh, got our set risers. Yes, and they're quite awesome. Very fun. Unfortunately, our Riku and uh, Cerebros sets are on back order because Zed stuff has been selling like fucking hotcakes in Japan. So it's so hard to fucking get hands on anything. And then everyone's jacking up the price of vinyls on eBay, so they're like double the price. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You're telling me it's really hard to get Ultraman stuff because it keeps getting sold out? Yeah. Yay! Yeah, no, no. That's a fucking great thing, but I want it. So do I. I want to collect all... Uh, thankfully, um, I don't know if it's in the story. Is it's it, not. It, I, I, no, I, I couldn't find anything on it. Really? Or I, I think I did. Uh, I didn't update the news. So yeah, we can talk about it next time. Yeah, there's always next time. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, no, these are cool. Yeah. I forgot the Dan Morboshi figure I existed. Where's my Hyatt? I want. We're not gonna get Hyatt though. I want. He looks like he's wearing socks. It's nice. He's wearing white boots. Damn. I love the Ultra Guard suit. The Ultra Guard uniform looks like they're just flying around in socks. Uh, yeah, no, these are cool. I'm glad, I'm glad they've been making these, like, acrylic logos. Yeah. Waiting for, waiting for drives. Drive will be the last one. Uh, these will be coming out in September for 1320 Yeah, so it'll probably be, like, 30 bucks. Yeah. They're cool. Cool. So, the seventh wave of the Ultraman candy toy figures, the Shodo Ultraman figures... Are coming out soon ish. So we got a ghoul, yeah. we got Hikari, Zafi, and Alien Mephilus. Oh, damn it, Zafi's there. Now I have to get it. You don't. You already have the figure, Zafi. You're in the final, you're good. You're set for life, man. But, but candy oh, that's toy. That's a shitty, but... fi- shitty version of him. You have the better figure. You need to get a statue. When there's a statue of Zafi, you get soft. But yeah, there's a ghoul, Ultraman Bandai. Hikari now has the name of Ultraman Bandai. Really? Because because well, he makes everything. Yeah, because he makes everything. Here's the here's the Timber Flute. Here's the Jeed Riser. Here's the Zet Riser. Yeah, like we were watching we were watching an episode of Zet, and just one of them mentions like, oh man, like Hikari made this. And I'm like, I'm, I just like, God damn it, of course Hikari made this. There will be a picture of the red version that people have made of him of. Ultraman Bandai. Do you know what all these things Hikari makes are? What? They're just all in like a closet of just rejected shit and he's like it's like oh Ultraman needs something he opens his closet just like a bunch of shit puzzle. this yeah whatever take it. Yeah. Because, I think it's kind of like he's trying to redeem himself because he went rogue 
Like, oh yeah, he was evil in Mavius. Yeah, right? he was evil when he showed up in Mavius, and then like he got restored. So maybe he's building this stuff just to be like, "Am I good, guys? We good?" Was he like intentionally evil? Like he wanted to be evil of his own free will? No, he was possessed. Oh, okay, well then there you go. Yeah, uh, the set will go for five thousand five hundred yen, and is scheduled for a retail release in November. Cool. Cool. So, Mezco, a toy line in America, I think. Oh yeah, you said we were talking. We talked about this in the thing. No, 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 no. You're thinking of you're thinking of Mego. Ah. Uh, yeah. There's Mego, and then there's Mezco. Almost looks like a ranger game. <laughs> Ultraman! Yeah, uh, there will be. Uh, Mezco Toys is releasing two figures based on Ultraman. Uh, one of them is, of course, Ultraman. The other one is uh, Red King. Red King. Because I guess he's the most like iconic kaiju from Ultraman. I guess. I mean, for me personally, I think it would be more Bolton. Alien Bolton would definitely. Bolt. Bolton, Zeton, maybe Gomorrah? If I had to name five, Bolton, uh, Red King, Gomorrah, Nephilus, Zeton. Zeton. Yeah. And if I had to give a six, probably uh, Gesera. Jiris? No, Jiris is. Oh, do you know what I saw that they made? Apparently, they made an official Jamila figure. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying, too. It's just like him, just like, it's like a statue of him, but he's like, <laughs> God, that, that episode, it made you feel, man. So these figures only have five points of articulation to be in the style of 1970 toys from Japan. Oh. It comes with a rock. Yeah, it comes with a rock. And Ultraman comes with a space. Oh. Hey, how's it going? I rock for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ultraman comes with a Spacium Ray weapon. Hey. Uh, no release date or prices as of yet. Alrighty. So, so if you missed it out on the first, like, chance like three years ago, uh, SH Figuarts is re-releasing the Ultraman G Primitive Figuart. Or, sorry, Tamashi Nations is re-releasing the SH figure arts of Ultraman G Primitive. And this one comes with a special head, where it's when he was evil for, like, a quarter of an episode. Yeah. Because, like, Belial, like, kidnapped him, took him to the moon, and then made him realize, you're my son, you should join me and be evil and stuff, and then made him evil. And we can kick ass. Um, now, if I didn't already have a G figure I would jump on this immediately, but I just don't think it's really worth getting another G figure just to have it with red eyes, because I'd rather have him pure and good as he was intended, so. So this new figure art will be a premium Bandai exclusive, and That's is it. coming out in December of this year for 6050 That's not, see, that's a Lavelle Trim figure, they're so cheap. Exactly. They're, they're affordable. Hey, I want a Comptober Renewal figure. Oh, $400, please. <laughs> no. No. Sorry, I'm not spending rent money on one figure. Ooh. What? I just found a fucking cheap Galaxy Rising vinyl for like 20 bucks. Do it. Alrighty. 
So we now have official images of SH Figuarts Ultraman Z. Alpha Edge. Alpha Edge. <laughs> you you kept fucking bitching at me for that last it's, time. Just it's Alpha Edge. No guards. Alpha Edge. <laughs> All right, here we go. I got a Galaxy Rising G final. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Save fourteen dollars. <laughs> but yeah, it, it looks gorgeous. Oh. I think this is, like, the best silver I've seen in an Ultraman figure. So, it's it's nice. Damn, it looks good. If only it came with that background. <laughs> the Z background? Or no, you know what, that'd be in the box. Oh, uh, yeah. box, The box background, probably. So, uh, this figure will be going for 3,050 yen. And so, 50 bucks. For $50, and it'll be coming out in December of 2020. Just in time for Christmas. Well, maybe there'll be something, one of these in your stocking this year, guy. Ooh. You're gonna find Birdons in your stocking. You bought, a, you bought enough Birdons to fill a stocking. <laughs> I would actually, I'd be mad, but also very impressed. <laughs> and then I would just have a fuck ton of shit of Birdons and I wouldn't know what to do with it. Well, we would go to conventions and we would hand them out as prizes. Yeah. Why does they exist? I hope we never see him again. Kill him. Just kill him permanently. Find the entire race of Birdons and just fucking genocide that whole planet. Uh, speaking of things that I was never expecting to see again. Yeah, I showed you this and you fucking lost it. SH Figuarts Ultraman Ginga Sturium. Ginga Is coming out. Yeah. Awesome. It's awesome. And you know what that means? That means Victory Night is not too far behind. This also means Ginga Victory is not that far behind. <laughs> no, if they, if they if they release Victory Night, I'm buying Victory Night. Because mm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised they haven't released it yet. No, that's why that's why we got this. Victory Night's not not far behind. Couple months, few months, we'll see it. Next year. Yeah. Anyways, this looks great. I like how bulky he looks. I do like the bulkiness. So, so for those who don't know and weren't with us when you talked about King S, where were you? This is Ginga's uh, uh, final form, where he gets he gets uh, fused with Ultra Seven or Ultra and Taro. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, because Taro becomes this bracelet thing, and then. The Ultra Brace. Yeah, and then he has uh, access to all the Ultra Brothers abilities. Yeah. So he spins the wheel, and then he is like, I want Zafi, and then he uses Zafi's ability. Yeah. Uh, the big thing about this figure art is that it'll come with a Ginga Lance that is fully painted. Ooh. Because the ordinary Ginga figure art comes with a blue translucent uh, Ginga Lance. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, no, that looks great. This looks gorgeous. Now, unfortunately, it is a premium Bandai exclusive. So it's going for seventy-one fifty yen. So it'll probably be like just over a hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's coming out in January. Oh wait, go up for a sec. Um, <clears throat> it was made in cooperation of Superize official molding team, like Sculpture Studio. Wow. Well, now we know who makes the suits. So yeah, it looks so good because. Fucking Tomashi Nations actually went to Super the, people, the, the people who make the suits and like made sure to get the molding right. 
See? These figures are fucking great, man. Every time they keep busting them out, they're just so, so good. Conrad just needs to understand you shouldn't sell them for hundreds of... No, people online should understand we shouldn't be paying hundreds of dollars worth. Yeah. Like, sure, if I want to get Belial Atrocious, like, it's going to be, like, 120 bucks, but at least that's better than, like, 300 I was looking at Hibiki. Up there. At least you got a Hibiki. I do have a Hibiki. And I just, sold, I just sold Gar my O's figure because I know you really wanted it, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, double, I'm trying, like, I'm trying to find, like, all the main title riders yeah. in the Heisei era. I, mean, I think the next one you should try to hunt down is Wizard. So, like, Wizardo. Wizardo. But, yeah. But, yeah, no, this looks great. Now, can we have a set where it's, like, all of him in the different colors? Oh, my goodness. No, <laughs> That'd be overkill. That would be overkill. No, you know what you do? You release a Ginga figure that is, that comes with a blank translucent light, and it comes with a light that you change colors. You know how like those pens have like there's what there's those type of type of pens where it's like blue, red, green, black on it. Yeah, it's basically like it's a it's a flashlight that has like different settings. Hmm. Ginga Thunderbolt. Speaking of which, I still need to pre-order the Ginga the uh, Ginga box set. Alrighty, and our last news story, which kind of spoils pretty much something that we're gonna talk about instead later, but uh, well. We already mentioned we're already watching the show, it, so it's not like it's not like this got announced and episode five hasn't been subbed yet. Yeah, this isn't Tyga. No, but uh, yeah, ultra, actually, Premium Bandai has announced that they are re that they are releasing a DX Dark Zed Riser based on the Ultraman Z television series. So it is Jugglers Jugglers version. Of the Zed Riser. Did I say, like, a month ago that I was like, watch them do, like, a juggler access card. Yeah. And not only did we get the juggler access card, but we also got his own virtual... Because he just, he did that! He fucking stole Haruki's fucking thing, and then just was like, okay, I'm gonna copy and make my own. So I can just do my own shit. It's like, oh, okay. So yes, the Dark Zed Riser includes a... Heavy Kura access card and several different uh, several different monster medals. Uh, some of them including Zeton, Padon, uh, Mega Orochi, Golza, Melba, Gonkyu, and two others that I don't recognize. Uh, Super COVID. Um. Uh, Goza Melba Kaburagi? Uh, yeah, Kaburagi. Thanks, that's the name. Yeah. Uh, it'll also include phrases uh, by Heavy Kura himself. So, Juggler. And, uh, there's a tease of what would happen if you put ultra metals in there, such as zero. Chances are you'll probably get zero darkness. Yep. And they already confirmed that uh, in the Gashapon toy line, a Jugglers Juggler medal is happening. Yes. So there you go. Uh, 
this this premium Bandai exclusive item will be going for 7,425 yen and is scheduled for a February of 2021 release. Uh, pre-orders will end on October 5th. Get yours now. I am putting money down as soon as I can. Go watch Ultra Inside. It's great. It's a great show. Alright, well now we've been on news for god knows how long. 50 minutes. 15 minutes. Wow. Well, Cons- we'll talk about the episodes for 20 minutes. Alright. <laughs> Alright, so now we're going to jump into Ultra 7. So, episode 3, Secret of the Lake. Ooh. So our kaiju for this episode was Elkin. And Mikulus. Yes, and yeah, because uh, Dan... Dan used his second capsule monster. Because he got his ultra eye stolen. So apparently... Because uh, we got introduced to the alien pits, which surprisingly, with uh, the recent episode of Ultra and Zen, we're referenced. We're shown off. Shown off. So I was like, so I was like, wait a minute, I know... I know these guys. Oh! Oh, yeah. So, it, it's just... Again, Super Aya. Why make new kaijus when we can make... Because, like, grandparents ones. will be watching with their kids, and they'll be like, Oh! Alien Pit! I remember that from Ultra 7 when I was a kid. It's just weird that Bolton hasn't shown up yet in anything of new generation. Oh, I can't wait to get to the target town. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't think even if, even once we get to the targeted town, I think nothing will beat the conversation we had with that on Cast Ranger. Yeah. Oh man, that was intense. I need a smoke. <laughs> Got your back, Ultra Seven. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, fun fact: This was the first episode of Ultra Seven that was filmed when production began. Yeah. So. Basically, the whole premise of this episode was the alien pit find out that Ultra 7's on Earth, and so they want to seal his Ultra Eye so they don't get in their way of taking over the planet. Because they want to control Earth. It's not that they want to control Earth. That's what they said! They're like, oh, we're so close to getting Ultra Eye, but now we need to destroy Ultra 7 so that this planet will be ours to do with whatever we want. Well, because they wanted to wipe out humanity. And bring back the beautiful, like, basically they want to... Res- oh, they're PETA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they want to wipe out humanity so that Earth can return back to its natural balance. Mm. Well, Even- like, one of the subs they said was, like, oh, we want to control this beautiful planet. So I think they, like, they want to wipe out humanity, restore it to its former glory, and then just keep it that way. So, um, so, so it's Gia from Power Rangers Megaforce. It's not like save the planet and all that. No, she thought of how would Earth be if we didn't exist. That's dark. That's kind of dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's like the third time you shook your drink. Well, I just I keep thinking I have chocolate milk still. So. Um, you know what? <laughs> Temptation's gone. So yeah, um... Dan, um, Dan Arashi Furashi. No, it's Arashi. Come on now. We're not gonna call him Furashi. Furashi. Arashi. 
So what's this guy you're talking about? Hi, it's a... Uh, and he was acting strange? Yeah, he was Ultraman. We just didn't want to tell him in front of his face. God, one of my favorite moments with Dan, like my favorite moment with Dan this episode, was just like he's looking, like they're in the ship with the with the other alien pit, because like you find out like alien pits come in pairs. So yeah. like they're both taking the form of the same woman. Yeah. Um, Apparently she was a huge child actress. Okay. Oh, fucking and smoking di- in that bikini. And didn't do anything after. <laughs> she loved smoking in that bikini. Um, so, like, yeah, so, like, they meet this fisherman who's trying to catch something, which we find out is a baby Elekang, and, like, the, the pit doesn't want, uh, Elekang to be, like, captured or anything, so she takes it, she goes, like, <laughs> swims off, and just goes, you be more fucking careful, right? You go in the lake and grow up, and then we'll use you to destroy the planet. Wait, wait, does that mean Elekang's those pill monster thing? Like those pill dinosaurs that you've put in water and they explode to form. Or like Jacksepticeye's water Jesus. He's just had this little Jesus figure that's been like in a cup of water for like months. And it's just, it's gross. Um, but yeah, so then they find a ship and they find, and it's an alien pit ship. And so they go in and they find the girl. But, um, but then there's just a scene where Dan's just like, because remember, this is Ultra 7. Like, just pretending to be a human being. Yeah. And so, he's standing there just being like, it's not her. Her, sh- her shoes aren't worn out. They're not dirty. She doesn't look tired. Bullshit. For Ahashi, I think there's something... Oh, shit. Um, Sleep, guess. Yeah, so, like, they get knocked out. She takes his ultra eye. Which then, yeah, so it's interesting to just see, like, Dan not have it. Oh, yeah, this is also the first episode where they... Where they address what it's called, the Ultra Eye. Yeah, the Ultra Eye. Or sorry, slap it on your face. I don't know. Slap it on with the might of Zafi. Slap it off the powers by the power of King. Yeah, with the might of Ultraman King. Um, and so like they they take one of the alien pits back, and like they take her back to the bay, Ultra Guard base, and uh, basically they wanted her be examined and like by Anne because and then like it's funny like Furuhashi's like complimenting Anne but also kind of flirting with her because she's like he's like Anne's the best doctor she makes sure all 300 of us are nice and healthy in this base she does a great job wink and just you see like a shot of Anne just being like wow be nice yeah yeah 300 um, so she doesn't want to be touched and like Anne's like don't worry I you just get some rest, darling. It'll be okay. So they walk off, and then she just looks over and goes, <laughs> Gotcha. Um, so then the other alien pit who manages, like, the the bikini one, she, uh, like, they end up being both back in, like, a black dress or whatever like that. Yeah, it's, it's like, I get it. It's the same actress, but it's just... Like, you can't have her in, like, a bikini the whole time? Well, not even that. Just, if you weren't paying attention, you probably would have been lost. Yeah. And also when, like, both of them are in the same shot, it's just, like, one of them has their head turned. Because, like, they weren't good at the whole duplicating. Which... There, there were some shots that they... that they, bleh, uh, There was a good shot of them spliced together on the same scene. But, yeah, to save time, there was probably just another actress there with the same hairdo. But then, like, if you just want to make it easier, hire a pair of twins. Get twins. 
Yeah. It makes it easier. Honestly, I think that's the thing that you should always do with alien pets. Pair twins. Apparently it was the first time in a while in Zet where, like, the first time since, like, I think they said Max, where in Zet they were actually paired up. Wow. Because remember, in Taiga, one was in, like, one of them was hanging out with the alien bat that Homare hung out with. Oh, yeah. Which apparently that is considered the first, in like, different species relationship in Ultraman. Huh. Huh. Well, I mean, sometimes uh, aliens just decide, oh, I don't want to do do what I do. I just want to live my life. Well, I mean, look at Gohan. Half human, half Saiyan. Yeah. Um, fucking Pan, like, quarter Saiyan. So what would make that, what would make that Pan's kid, like, one-sixth? Like one-tenth to say. So at that point, you wouldn't even have to go Super yeah, Saiyan. Yeah, and I don't think Pan can go Super Saiyan because, because she's a quarter Saiyan. Because we've never seen Pan go Super Saiyan before. I don't, I don't know, and that's a discussion for another day. Don't watch, don't go, don't watch GT. Don't watch GT, unless you're interested. Don't watch GT. It's good non Pan. If, um, if you've watched everything else, then go watch GT. So, uh, so Elokin grows big, and like it, like so, is he like manually controlled? Because it looked like like the pit was like controlling him at like a console. Oh no! So he has inten- So his ears are antennas. Yeah, so so she was changing the, the the frequency. Yeah, the frequency so that it could hear him. Yeah. Okay. Or she could. Okay, and then like it was able to knock out the communications because Dan wasn't able to reach the base, and the base yeah. wasn't able to reach Dan. But then like it's funny that uh, their phone lines still work because the fisherman was able to call him on the phone line and be like, "Fucking kaiju! Fucking hell! <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" Um, so, sorry, so, I have to be quiet. Oh, you shut the fuck up! There's a kaiju here at the lake. So. Fucking, uh, so yeah, so Dan, Dan summons one of his, like, capsule monsters. Yeah, Mikulas. Which he was, he was adorable. Ah. He looked like Pigmon mixed with, like, he that, the, 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 the sea monster. Oh, oh Ragon? Yeah, it looked like Ragon mixed with Pigmon. I, he, had the, he had those lips. Yeah, he had the, he, the, the he reminds me a lot of, like, something you would see at, like, in, like, on a reserve like like carved out or something oh like a yeah like, like, a, to- like, like a wooden statue yeah like something that would be on a totem pole yeah um but no he he did his best yeah. he, he he was basically just fending him off until Dan knew what to do where's my where's my figure of, of Mikulas um and yeah so he took him back and then Ella King was just causing more damage and then uh they like for her, she was just like, like, Captain, we gotta go fucking out there. Like, Dan, Dan needs our help. And they're like, he's like, okay, let's fucking mobilize. So they take their... Ultra Hawk. Ultra Hawk, which, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Dan ends up going back to the ship, and he ends up, like, trying to, like, hold on to the fucking... Oh, yeah, he sneaks up on the other alien pit. Just... And, like, you see, like, the Ultra Eye drop out of her pocket, and you just see Dan be like... <gasps> <gasps> so he tries to grab it, like, hits her, knocks her out, and then he goes out... Transforms into Ultra 7. And I just love just also just. Ah! Just fucking going to, going to town on this fucker. I just love it because, like, Ella King shot down the Ultra Hawk, so, like, they gently land. The next shot you see the Ultra Guard in, they're in, like, this little raft boat. Just stroke. Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, look they, at Ella King! Yeah, just look over the mountain. There's Ella King. Oh, 
shit. Fucking roll, boys. Fucking oh, paddle. Some of the pull their ultra guns, which is... <laughs> ultra gun. Um, and just Ultra 7 just kicks the fucking crap out of him. Like, Ultra 7's a murderer. Wipes out one of his... Yeah, wipes out one of his fucking antenna, and then he uses his fucking eye slugger. Decapitates the fucker. You just see blood gushing from where its head was. I was just like, and then then explodes, and I'm just like, holy shit! Ultra, so Ultraman wasn't this dark and violent for that matter. So I want to try to keep a count of every single time that uh, he slices a vil- like a like, slices the monster down vertically. Yeah, down vertically in half, down the middle. So that that does count. He didn't do it in the first two episodes, right? No, he did in the episode two. Okay, yeah. So so we got one. Yeah. So we have we one. So one far. one cut down the middle because you know that's like one of his signature moves. He's gonna be doing that a lot with a lot of people. But it, it was like it was very short. It was just, <laughs> it was just quick, but because the alien pit was like Ella King defeat Ultra Seven. Ultra Seven. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then just. How does the episode end? The pits try to fucking escape on their ship. Ultra 7 just chases after them. Beep! Kills them without any second thought. Flies off into the fucking sky. Episode over. That's that's it. They just murder these two aliens. Oh yeah, the other alien pit met up with the other one. Because... They're like, Men are stupid. They fall for cute girls. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back with a more powerful monster. Wait, wait, what the fuck's that? Oh, oh shit. Ultra <laughs> Yeah, and they just explode. Die. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> Ultra 7's fucking merciless. He does not give a shit. If you're threatening Earth, he will fucking murder you. Is this you. why Zero was such a rebel? Because he just found out his dad was, like, brutal as fuck? Yeah. No, you know what? You know what? That's why Ultra 7 went, gone to train with Leo. Because he's like, I don't want him being like a murderous fucking <laughs> rampage like me. So Going around. Okay. Killing him. No, no. Went up to Ultraman Leo. Listen, you're going to train my son. Train him in space martial arts. And then he looks at Ultraman King. He tries fucking anything. You know what to do. He's like, got it. No problem. No problem, 7. I got you. But this is your favorite zombie. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're square. You know, I think I know how Robert Axelrod probably did his role as Ultraman King. Yeah. He probably did Wizard's, Wizardmon's voice, and then it's, and then it was probably, uh, modified to have, like, a Echo. Yep. Because I was talking about that with Greencaster last night, he's like, oh, I can see Ultraman King having, like, Ninjor's voice. <laughs> Thank you, Ultraman G. Now I am he- Now I am whole again. Farewell. Um, but you know, this was a, this is a fun episode. I liked it. I liked that I introduced. It just it like I can. I'm looking forward to seeing how many more times Ultra Seven just mercilessly kills fucking people. Well, there's 46 episodes left. <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna wreck so much shit. Like we're gonna we're gonna watch this all the way through, and afterwards we're just gonna be like, no wonder this is like considered to be the most popular Ultraman series ever. Like we're just gonna find that Ultraman. What's that? We're just gonna find that one episode where like, this this was probably where they were like, yeah. But watch it be like they change Ultra Seven halfway through, 
where like he's more like tamed with his villains. <laughs> like he doesn't just brutally murder. Them. I, I want to keep account of just how many times he fucking just cuts them down the middle. That's gonna be great. Um, yeah, so we're we're still enjoying this. It's it's, it's gonna keep going. Oh God, this was can't wait very, to get to the vampire one. This is a very good episode. Yeah. I was on to Dinah. Dinah. So, episode four, Decisive Battle, the Underground City. So, there was a lot in this episode to take in. Because it, it, it just. First off, the fucking kaiju of this episode? Holy shit, this thing's awesome! Yeah, so, uh, this episode is the debut and probably the only appearance of the carnivorous underground monster Diglu? Diglin. Diglin. Yeah. Um, the fucking teeth on this thing. Ah. It was it was like a Venus flytrap. But um, yeah. So the whole plot of this is um, there's this guy who's working on some like the Geofront, like it's a company. Yeah. Uh, they're working on something called GeoCity, which is they want to make like an underground city that's will like get close us closer to the center of the earth because like during the press conference, like a bunch of news. Uh, reporters say to him it's like well why don't you just build this on the surface what makes this place different from any other city on earth and he's like he's like well think about this how many times like how much do you think humanity like how much of the surface do you think humanity actually is on and he's like oh no well excluding oceans and the polar regions 30 percent and if you think about it if you think if you take underground into consideration there's even less of the Earth that we know about. So if we make start making these underground cities, we'll get to know more about our precious planet. There are people up there searching on other planets? This is Earth's frontier. Some of us still don't even know what's actually on our own. Yeah. And Which, so the what? guy... Oops, sorry. The guy makes a very compelling argument and stuff like that. It's just the problem is he's way too up his own fucking ass about getting this thing done. Because, like... Apparently they've been, uh, they're shooting like these things called PW waves, like into the ground to like, I guess like soften it up or something. Uh, from what I got, like out of the subtitles, what they were, the PW waves, instead of using ordinary construction vehicles, it dissolves the ground. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So they're just kind of like, it's just easier than digging, I guess. It, it basically, it turns like dirt into sand. Oh, okay. Um, so, but what's happening is... It's causing Diagon to, like, kind of act aggressive and agitated, and he's causing, like, earthquakes in other places and stuff. And so Hibiki tries contacting this guy and telling him, like, listen, man, you gotta shut this shit off until we get this kaiju under control. And he's like, we already did thorough scans of this area. There was no kaiju. You're just stopping, making a stop for construction. And Hibiki's like, no, we just, we need to stop this. You need to handle this fucking shit now? Fuck you! And he just fucking cancels the call on them, and it's like, dude, do you want your fucking construction threatened or not? We're just thinking about the people in the city. Oh, the people? <laughs> Whatever. It's scaring the little girl. Scaring the little girl! Lady! <laughs> Hibiki! 
so like because you know like like super guts finds out where like the point of origin the earthquakes are coming from and they find out it's coming from the geo front geo city yeah the geo city construction so hibiki tells them to turn off the turn off the pw waves and he's like no yeah so like they turn him off then security comes in grabs both koda and asuka Tachibana, show, Tachibana is the president of yeah. Geofront. He comes in. He's like, turn off my shit again. I'll beat your ass. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to increase it even more. Come on out, kaiju. Well, no, he, didn't, he didn't want it to come out. He thought if it's disturbing the kaiju, then I'll set it to maximum capacity. It'll fuck off. And it'll fuck off. It backfired and it the kaiju surfaced. It's like, so where did we go wrong here? But yeah, no, like, this thing's awesome looking. Like, Garl put up a picture. He looks fucking dope. Oh, yeah, there will be a pic. Of course, there will be a yeah. picture of him. But no, like, I saw him open his mouth, and I was just like, holy shit. Like, at one point, he's fighting Dinah. Dinah gets his foot stuck in his mouth, and literally, this fucker's just lifting Dinah up by his foot ah. with his mouth. Which then later Dinah fucking answers him with that by just fucking Salon King Bowsering him, which that. Freaking seismic tosses. Like, this came out in 1997, a year after Super Mario 64 came out, so... Coincidence? I think not! Bernie. Don't Bernie me. Um, but yeah, so then, of course, he comes out, starts destroying, like, the PW wave launchers, because he's, he's pissed off, but more so he's hungry. Because he's been, he hasn't had food in a long ass time, so even, like, uh, not Hori, he's like... Nakajima. Yeah, he's like, salviating! I'm, I'm calling him not Hori. <laughs> he's like, look how, look how much she's salv... Sal- uh, like, salviating. Look at all the saliva. Yeah. Like, like, he must be fucking starving! Yeah, because, like, he does a furrow scan of him, he's like, this thing's carnivorous. Oh, shit! Oh, uh, <laughs> So, yeah, like, Koda was able to get all the workers out, and, uh, Tachibana, his assistant, and Asuka get stuck in the building as it's being pulled underground. And then they start talking about ants. Yeah, because apparently this all started because Tachibana as a kid liked ants. He liked to capture ants, put them in a jar, and watch them build nests. And he's like, and Asuka's like, oh, so Joe City's like an ant's nest. And he's like, exactly. Even the smallest of ants can make the biggest of nests. Damn it, I don't want to watch Bugs Life. Not ants, though. I was never really a fan of ants. No, I, I saw it and I was like, what the hell was that? And then I saw Bugs Life and I was like, there you go. Uh, Bugs Life is one of my favorite movies. From a kid. If one of them stands up to us, they all stand up to us. But, so, like, he doesn't transform in front of them, but basically, like, you know, Dinah comes in and saves, like, Tachiban, his assistant. I'm, I gotta say... I'm not a fan of the CGI stuff. Neither am I. I hope they fix that. I really hope they change it. Well, well, keep in mind, this is episode four. We're just like one month into the show. They're really just trying to push it. You know, late, you know, they'll, uh, you know, they have a a traditional transformation sequence for Dinah. Yeah. It's just, you know, we gotta milk it. It's 1997, CGI's all the rage, so, but, like, I just, I'm not a fan. Um, so, yeah, so Dinah, like, he's trying to fight, and it just, oh, I, I love this design. I don't know why, but, like, just, 
seeing in like daylight and this bright and stuff, just it really made the colors pop on the suit and it looked really nice. I think I know why you may like him more than Tiga. It's the blue. Yeah. Because Tiga's red and purple. The purple kind of darkens the suit, but with red and blue, it makes it really makes it pop. Also, like the front horn on him, and to see because he looks different. Yeah. But yeah, and like so, Diane just is fighting this dude, and it's just it's so awesome. It's funny, like at certain points, he like punches his face, and his face is just like a cartoon, like his face. Oh yeah, the freaking kaiju's face just freaking smushed in. This was also the first time. Uh, Dinah turns into his strong type. Strong type, not power type. No. Nope. Power type was Tiga. Yep. Yeah, he turns into strong type. Which, I have to say, strong type is pretty. I like even the attention to detail where he has a bit of red on his horn. Like, on the outside of his horn. I like that. And just fucking Hibiki's just like, ah, red. It's the power of a warrior. So, so, like, what does Dinah do? He freaking drop kicks his freaking leg into the kaiju to, to release his other leg. Yep, and then he, uh, and then grabs him by the tail and just, So long, King Bowser! <laughs> and then just disappears. Explodes. Yeah. Explodes. It's kind of a crappy explosion, but... Yeah. But yeah, no, he just, like, strong is fucking powerful, man. I do like the difference between Strong and Miracle. Or Flash, I think. Wait. No, yeah, yeah, Str- yeah Strong and Miracle. Flash is his main form. Because, uh, like, with Miracle, he's more silver with blue highlights. With Strong, he's all red with silver highlights. Yeah. It's not like Tiga where it's just, like, red form, blue. purple form. Or purple. This didn't look purple. It was 1996. It was this close to... fun to dark a lot. Not too. I think it was dark. Not that... Not, like, story dark. But story dark, but... Points at Tiga dark. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, no. Strong... Strong type... Ooh, I like E. I like E very much. It is very cool. It is it is true to its name. Uh, Hibiki is still my favorite character in the show. It's so cool. Yeah, the the other characters didn't really do much this episode. Even Asuka didn't do much. He just like he he, he shouted out a bit of inspiration, which like Tachi, person Tachibana afterwards was just like, he's like, I'll make sure to work with everyone for this. Everyone will like this. Yeah, because they go back to the Geo City construction site. It's total, and he's like, so you're gonna restart from scratch? He's like, no, like ants, rebuild stronger. I'm like, good on you. So, uh, I thought this was a good episode. This was a very good episode. But now, I think we're going to get into the real meat and potatoes. The more, most interesting episode. We talk, we're we going to talk about this episode. You just had the same meat and potatoes making me hungry. <laughs> um, Alright, Unalterman towards the future. Yeah. Because it was definitely not great. Ultraman. Great. So, episode three, The Child's Dream. So, I have to say, these episodes are just getting better and better as they go on. I cannot, I'm not, I'm so excited to see what the other nine episodes of this show is going to be. <laughs> Gar was so, having so much trouble trying to understand what the fuck was going on. 
There were so many production problems with this episode. So it's about, like, this kid named Jimmy, and he has a lizard named Gus, and, like, he, like, so they're on their way on the bus or whatever, going to, like, this dig site to, like, dig up fossils, because, like, you know, oh, archaeology and stuff, kids love doing that shit. Well, Jurassic Park's up for another three years. So, yeah, so they get, so they get there, and, like, the teacher or whatever... Uh, it's like talking to one of the like the well, guy who owns the site. Well, well, it can't be a teacher because apparently they're not a school. It's an orphanage. Oh yeah, it's an orphanage. Okay, so, so she's like the caretaker. Yeah, yeah, the caretaker. Um. So yeah. So she talks to like the guy who owns the site, which she says like, "I'm I'm sorry. Like we have to. They want to start building. So like we have to abandon. You guys can't do this anymore." And she's like, "Can't give us one more day." And he's like, "Nope." Yeah, it's like, it's weird to think that it's like, oh, okay. And for some reason, Jack Shindo's there watching them because he's oh, just—he's okay. he, everywhere when the no, plot happens. No. Okay, so this is my first problem with this episode. Yeah, here you go. This is what confused us. <coughs> so we joked about the narrator talking about stuff that we already saw. Yeah, but he's informative. Now he's telling us stuff that didn't happen on screen. Yeah. Because Jimmy's digging, he grabs a piece of the fossil. It it does this weird thing with the camera, and the narrator starts talking about how like Gus was then buried underneath stone uh, because of the construction, and we just see Jimmy entering uh, like an ambulance, and it's like, time out. What happened? What happened? And it's like. Oh, well, didn't you hear the narrator? No, 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 yeah. If it was that important, it should have been shown. Yeah. You should have taken the time to film it. And if you didn't, you have to work around it. But that's like, that feels like in an important scene that should have been filmed. You know what shouldn't have been filmed? The beginning scene when they're on the bus and they're talking about Gus and Jimmy. That easily could have just been the shot of the bus driving with the narrator explaining that the orphanage is on the way to the archaeology... archaeology... the, ar, the archaeology... The dig site. Thank you. The Archaeologist dig site. Then you have all the kids digging and then you have Jimmy pop out of the sand. Be like, oh... or Not Jimmy, Gus. Just... You should have Gus pop out of the sand and be like, oh, Gus, make sure you stay by me, okay? And it's like, oh, kids, we all got to go because the construction guys want to start. So, like, as they're, as they're leaving, Gus, like, digs himself back into the sand and then, like, the construction vehicles go in. Jimmy tries to save him and then, like, something happens. That's how you should have done it. Because it's like, oh, this Peter guy who runs the archaeology, like, that runs the dig. Never see him again. The guy that he's talking to. Never see him again. The whole point of we have to dig and there's no time left. Didn't lead to anything except for that. Oh, Gus died from the construction. This is not how you film a thing. No. This is like first draft. Because I didn't know. Like, because... I was so confused. Yeah, because they didn't when they because they didn't film that scene. I thought, 
Oh, so the crystal resonate that he found resonated with Gus and he turned him into that giant kaiju? That's what I kept thinking. I thought that was Gus the whole time. I thought that he was reacting to the Gudis cells and then he turned into this giant fucking monster. Or they could have done that. That would have made more sense! Uh, but now it's- Oh, but sorry, Ultraman's gonna put him down because if we, he doesn't, he's gonna destroy the city. Oh, sorry, Jimmy, you lost your fucking pet lizard. And it's just, it's weird as well because it's like, so, Kim shows up at the orphanage, and I don't know what was up with the audio with this episode, or it was just a bad line read, but she was talking like this so fast that you couldn't really understand what she was talking. Yeah, just sometimes accents on people, like, it's hard to understand. Them. I can't blame her accent because I could understand her loud and clearly in the first two episodes. Yeah. Here she is saying so damn much, the words are blending together, I cannot hear her yeah um, like it took me five listens to the to her audio to understand oh she's friends with jimmy because she's from the orphanage are we able to get subtitles for the show unfortunately no fuck because there's so much background noise that happens that's true because they're literally they're not um what what's the term when like they they were sound mixing yeah, no, but when, um, like, they they say their lines again, but they sound more clear because they're saying them in a the Oh, uh, ADR. Yeah, they, or, there's no sign of that. I, I, or, I don't think it's, AD, I think it's ADR, but I do know what you're talking about. So, with an ordinary production, when the audio doesn't sound crisp the first try, you usually get the actors to come in and they re-dub their lines. This is not in this show at all. No. They have, like, they're in their main base, they're having all these machines going up, all these people in the background doing shit, and they're just chatting away, and you're just expected to be able to hear them. And there's just some confusing stuff as well, like, Arthur Grant comes in, like, Arthur, like, comes in, he's like... No, MVP well, of the show. Yeah, yeah, MVP of the show, he's like, well, everyone, this says Jack Shindo. It's like, you know, Agent all, Shindo. Yeah, it's like, we already know who Agent Shindo is. This should have been at the end of the second episode. Instead of the whole, hey, hey, don't worry, you'll get your hammer back. Yeah, because we thought, like, I, I thought he was actually introducing, like, a new member of the team. And I was like, oh, cool, another guy, like, after Jack? Uh, it's no. Agent Shindo. Yeah, we know that. No. Do, do you see what I mean by this is first draft? He rocks that fucking outfit, though. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. But it just, I feel like this episode, this episode in general, so far out of the three, feels the weakest. Because it's... It was entertaining as fuck, though. Oh, fuck. So, like, there, we, get to, we cut to a carousel at, like, an amusement park or something Wednesday like that. Wednesday, 2 a.m. And these two cops. I'm not kidding you. The narrator's like, Wednesday, 2 a.m. Some locals called the police to inform them that the abandoned carousel at the abandoned amusement park started going off. And it was some scary-ass shit. Yeah, because they kept, like, cutting and you just see it for, like, a second on the fucking carousel. And it's just like, oh, okay. It actually scared the shit out of me. Yeah, it did scare the shit out of him. Yeah, just. I was just like, yeah. Cause like the two co- it was like a horror movie. Like the cops were like staring at it, and like they saw like this creature on one of the horses. They're like, the fuck? And Jimmy's just sitting Yeah, there and then it comes back around. It's like, ah, it's like, fuck. So I'm pretty sure Jimmy's the villain. Like, the, because like, you just see him sitting on the bench there. For no reason. And then Jack just fucking shows up and he's just like, you're all right, kid. You seem like you have some problems. Yeah, I can relate. And it's like, what? Huh? Why are you talking to this kid? 
And then he goes back and, like, he's like, it's Jimmy. Jimmy's the, the source to all of this. So, like, there's this... In the end, there's this bullshit where, like, the crystal has is, like, Gudis or something like that. Yeah, it, has it, it attracts songs. him to, like, this pod, and he gets, like, engulfed in the pod where it's, like, this weird cool green filters on him, and then you just see him go, like, ah! and get sucked in. It makes, like, a clone of him. Like an evil clone. And then, like, um... Oh yeah, Garukadon is the name of the the kaiju, by the way. Which it was this weird like flying dragon thing, and it had like human like arms. It was really weird. It was like it was like a quarter of like a third of Ghidorah. That sort of reminded me of. It reminded me <laughs> of. Um, do you remember that starfish monster in the original Ultraman? Yeah. With the gas? I try not to. Imagine that thing, but you just put the head on one of the stars. Yeah, because I was like, that was, the, that starfish thing was made by two people, so. It also looked like a, uh, a kite. Yeah. Um, now what I will give this show, this episode, really good pro- eye props for was its uh, practical effects. Because you saw, you saw fire, actual fire. Flying out of this fucking thing's mouth. <sighs> Blowing up buildings. Apparently destroyed, like, Acme Tower, as it was called, supposedly. Because a bunch of these people were having, like, a rich dinner party, and they just... They're dead. They're gone. They got destroyed. Never heard from again. again Never heard from again. again. This is the problem when you have a first draft script. This is what happens when you go with the first thing you wrote, and, like, okay, no one's, no one's questioning anything. But yeah, like you just see like buildings getting blown up with actual fire, and it was it was cool. And then just eventually, like uh, Jack's with like what's her face, uh, Jane, 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 something like that. Um, and uh, like they're running along, and they find Jimmy. Yeah, and it's the fake Jimmy. Oh yeah, it's the fake Jimmy. Um, Kim went to go find Jimmy at the orphanage. She got knocked out or something, so now she's mentally linked with him or something. And then, like, Charles finds her, opens, like, the truck door to, like, go get her or something like that. And you just see her turn her head and her eyes just glow fucking green. And and he's like, okay, you're obviously not ready to be rescued right now. (laughs) Yeah, like, we'll put a... I think that's the thumbnail for this episode. Because it was pretty terrifying. But, um... (laughs) So then Jack goes Ultraman great. He fights and stuff. Destroys him. I don't even remember. No, he doesn't destroy him. No, he doesn't destroy him. He's also mentally linked with Jimmy. For some reason. And it's poorly filmed. Yeah, well, like, it shows, like, the pod. And then it shows, like, Jimmy's head on one side... Jack Shindo's on the other. Ultraman Great's in the center. Jimmy, yeah, and Jimmy's... Yeah, yeah. He just... Ultraman Great's just shoved in the back, just staying there, and, like... like it's zo- like, it's zooming do- in yeah. on Great. And Jimmy's like, I can't do this! And Jack's like, you could do it! I, I know I know what you're going through. It's like, Gus is gone, but, like, you Re- can still fight it. Yeah, it's like, like oh, you shouldn't... Do- Revenge isn't the way. It's like... <laughs> so... He ends up breaking the crystal, and he destroys the clone, and then we just see Jimmy on top of Garukadon, and it's like, I swear to god, it's almost like exactly from the never-ending story when Bastion's flying on Falcor, and he's like, yeah! 
Which I wanted to make that the thumbnail, but Gar was like, no, that's going to be too complicated, so whatever. No. It's fine. We'll just make it Kim's eyes glowing green. I'll, I'll throw Falcor in there, and on the kid's face, it'll be, it'll be Jimmy's face. There you go. No, no, it'll be, it'll be Falcor's body with Garukadon's head. And then Jimmy. And then it'll be Jimmy's head over the Bastion. Other, yeah, over Bastion. I've never seen that never ending story. Oh, you should. It's it's never ending, so it just keeps going. It's a good theme song, though. Yeah. Um, but just... And as, you just see flies off! And it's just like, alright, bye! And then episode ends. You like Gar has like, and I feel bad because like Gar like when he does notes for these episodes, he he does them by himself. So I decided to just watch great with them, and then he just like he couldn't concentrate. It felt bad. And I and like you had to leave for like a half an hour to go help Ichi with something. So, so you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna yeah, I'm gonna try and rewatch reanalyze the, this whole episode. Yeah, I'm gonna try and reanalyze this episode. I got to like the six minute mark and lost. Like I was lost because the conversation in the episode lost me. I'm like. <coughs> what? Yeah. Huh? But it's definitely remind like when Kim was talking to Jimmy in the orphanage, like he was like, "Oh, what's wrong?" And Jimmy's like, "Fuck off, bitch!" It was like with um, like Haruma and uh, her son, and then it was with um, it was in the Rube movie. Oh, with, with uh, the... Katsumi and that that guy. Who oh, got... Katsumi and his friend. Yeah, it felt like that. But just. This, what a weird episode, man. This episode could have been saved. It's so funny. I, I'm glad you got fun out of this. This is torture for me. But I, I think they should I, have just... I gave up on the notes because it was that hard to follow. But, like, I legit think that this plot would have been so much easier if it was just, oh, Gouda Cells got into Gus and then Gus turned into a giant kaiju. This is why people say show, don't tell. Because it felt like a part of the episode was just gone, but, I legit but, it, kept, was, but yeah. it was a key point in the episode. I legit kept thinking that it was just, that was Gus the whole fucking time as uh, Garukadon. Just, I, I don't know. I, I just... You got nine episodes left, Gar. That's uh, <laughs> just so fucking torture for you. Episodes one and two were so much better. You know what? You, you want to know why they were better? Because it focused on the main cast. This is an episode that focused on a random side character that we'll never see again. Yeah! This is that trope I fucking hate! When they, then the plot centers around a child! Don't do that shit! That's why this episode felt confusing. No! No more of that. No more kid stuff. I know it was the 90s, but like... Oh, my head hurts when thinking about this episode. Oh my god, Fred Fox. Episode 130. Gar broke. No. Just Ultraman Great WTF. Just. Ultraman oh. towards the future? More like Ultraman towards the failure. There we are. Ultraman towards the failure. <laughs> this series was okay. No, what am I talking about? It was terrible. Well, so far, so far, it's just been one episode. But honestly, as 
each episode of this show we complete, I look forward to what the next episode is going to be like. Because just <laughs> me, me too. I can't wait to see more of Jack Shindo and his weird blandness. I can't wait to see more of what Ultraman does. I can't wait to see the MVP of Captain Arthur Grant because he's just—he's so cool. What do you mean, Gotus? <laughs> Dormant and dead are two different things. Anyways, uh, next next episode we're not talking about Ultraman. Great. We're talking about. We're talking about two episodes of Ultraman Z. Yeah, because we want to talk about it because it's a fucking great show. Yeah, so in the last episode I mentioned, oh, we'll be swapping out Dinah. I'm like, no, I'm an idiot because Dinah and Ultra 7 are our two main focus shows. Yeah. It's Ultraman great. That's our feature topic. Yep. God, we only have nine more episodes of that shit. Oh. And then we got Powered. Oh, God. And then we got to find Zert someday. It's not the awful, awful dub. We tried. We just fucking tried and we couldn't do it. You know what it is? This episode of Ultraman Great. It's that shot of JonTron. (laughs) Why? Why? What? What the fuck? So anyways, this has been episode 130, Ultraman Towards the Failure. (laughs) <laughs> and we'll see you all next time. Schwa for now, everybody. Schwa for now.